This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I have not spoken with Lauren Brownlow on the radio. Gosh, I don't even know how long. So I'm glad that you're available to talk to again. How are you feeling? Good? Uh, yeah, same. Um, I would just say better. All right, then. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not amazing. I'm, I'm yes, you are. It. I still no, get tired. You but... are amazing. All right. So are well, you. I mean, feeling amazing, <laughs> to be fair. All right. You but, know yeah. what else is amazing? Your Panthers are amazing. They're oh, four... well. Well, they're not four... always in a good way. They're four and four under Steve Wilkes. How do you feel about them, especially going into a stretch where, I mean, two wins and it sets up a game at Tampa, which should be fun uh, in the Brownlow uh, residence, uh, sets up a game at Tampa for the division? I mean, look, David Tepper said that Steve Wilkes would have to do an incredible job to, I believe, even be considered for the job, right? Right. Let's just toss all that incredible job nonsense to the side. The more Steve Wilkes wins, the more it becomes awkward for David Tepper, mm-hmm. which I enjoy personally. Um, <laughs> yes. And so honestly, it like I realize they're costing themselves dra- in draft picks. I don't even care at this point because I'm so annoyed with David Tepper that <laughs> watching him squirm is going to be hilarious for me personally when people, people ask him why an African-American coach on your sideline that you're putting on the sideline as an interim who's had more success than the other guy you hired at any point and is well-respected and liked not only by his team, but by the NFL as a whole has been for a long time, Mm -hmm. managed to get this group to buy in and believe you're going to have to explain to a whole lot of people why you're not giving him the job. Why you think your judgment is somehow better. (laughs) And it's going to be, it's going to be really funny for me either way. I mean, I think it stinks for Steve Wilkes because I think he's, probably being put in a position where, um, you know, he can't succeed. I hope that's not the case, though. I, the more, Like I said, the more Steve Wilkes wins, the more, the more success they have. Like, imagine if they sneak into the playoffs. He can't fire him then. He literally cannot right. at well, that point. If, if they don't get there, I, don't, I still don't think he should. But I personally, Lauren Brownlow is with us, I personally think Steve Wilkes has already won. I don't think they have to make the playoffs. Yeah, here, here's yeah. – one of the things that I that bothered me about Matt Rule, and this was always, we always found this out either in the post-game press conference or the next day, uh, you know, a Monday or a Tuesday when Matt Rule would meet the media, and he would complain about, well, we can't be a team that throws the ball 40, uh, 38 times a game. And I'm like, then why did you? Steve Wilkes has developed an identity with this team that they will not deviate from unless the score forces them to deviate from it. And they've been pretty fortunate in terms of, there have been games where they're going to, they're not good. There are games where they're going to get their rear ends beat. You know, the the yes. Rams did that to them. Uh, and I guess it was the second game. And that game was the game where he sent Robbie Anderson back to his room and Robbie with a Y, not Robbie with an IE. And I was at that point, I was team Steve Wilkes. They play for him, and I think he exudes confidence. I think he'd be a great head coach for them going forward, and I don't even care 
what they 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 might not win another game. I still think that Steve Wilkes should be the head coach. And I think like, okay, let's say it doesn't work out, right? Let's say it turns out he was not a good solution and they don't have long-term success. Okay, fine. But what's going to be funny for me as well is watching Tepper try to get out of not having patience with uh, Steve Wilkes when he gave Matt Rule, you know, <laughs> way too much rope, to be frank, right. at a certain point. Like, he gave him too much leeway. And I think this is a thing that David Tepper will not understand because he's not – look, for all the bad stuff about Jerry Richardson, he did understand this – that Charlotte is a place that likes to feel a connection with the people on the team. They love, you know, they love when you draft guys that are from here. They love when you when you have guys on the team that take pride in the local community and want to give back to it. It's part of the reason they love Cam Newton so yes. much. You know, he gave back a ton. But they love people that want to be there, that care about the franchise, care about the team, care about the area, right? So. Matt Rule didn't care about any of that, which is fine. He doesn't have to, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily the type of coach you want. You know, I, I, I certainly would not trust David Tepper to go out on his own and try <laughs> to find anyone. I really wouldn't. I would rather him not, but it will just be really like, again, it's making it impossible for him to kind of explain away any other decision at this point. I agree with you. I think he's earned it by now. These guys are playing like, Way you could just see it in the way they're playing too. Like they care about him. You know, I know players said that they really liked Matt Rule a lot, et cetera, et cetera. I think they did. What else are they gonna say? What else are they and maybe they did, but it's not the same connection they have with Steve Wilkes. It's just not. And you can see that in the way that they play, I think. Well, you players wanna they wanna know that the head coach that is leading them can help them win or help them succeed even individually so they can get to the next contract. I mean, this is a business for them. This is not fun and games. They're, I mean, the, right. the, the, the time that you have to earn money in the NFL, and you have to understand that the, what, I mean, the giant majority of the players in the league are probably ju- they're just trying to earn as much money as they can in like four or five years so basically set them up for whatever life has for them next. Not that many of them make generational money. There's only quarterbacks that they're talking about a $30 million plus contract yearly for Daniel freaking Jones, uh, who is uh, maybe a bottom third of the NFL starting quarterback. But that's what they're talking about. Meanwhile, there are a lot better players at different positions that are just trying to get to the next year. And they want to know that the head coach can help them, help them win, help them get better, help them get to the next contract. And I don't think Matt Rule inspired that. I think Matt Rule was a really good dude and they liked him, but I don't think they had confidence that he could be a successful head coach because I think he proved that he could be. They maybe liked him some. I'm not saying that they didn't like him at all as a person, but I do think, and this is where Matt Rule is more successful at the collegiate level than at the pro level, that they're old They're old, and they're grown-ups, and they see through the, the BS <laughs> business talk, right? the motivational speaker talk, like OOU and that kind of – I mean, I know all coaches do it to a degree, right? Like even NFL coaches do it. But it's like – again, it's like you said. They can tell what's working and what's not. And if they don't have confidence that their coach is going to help them win football games and help them get more money, like you said – then 
I don't know how, what are they going to do with their own bodies? Are they going to put their bodies on the line mm. for a guy like that? You know what I mean? Like, probably not. I wouldn't either, you know? Um, so I think, yeah, I think that it's one of those things where, like, they, they a lot of them have known Steve Wilkes probably for some years, although a lot of the defense is completely new. But still, <laughs> um, you know, he, he has worked in, with the team before. People know who he is. People know he cares about this team, you know, and – I think it just makes the most sense. They play, they look like a different football team since Matt Rule left. Just so everybody knows, they're 4-4 four and four with Steve Wilkes as the head coach, and their quarterbacks are still Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, Baker Mayfield. I just – the same how, how quarter – right. What's the number? 11 wins? That's how many Matt Rule had in three – in like two and a quarter yeah. years? Five, five, and one. Not good. Not with, with in seventeen game seasons. Um, all right, let me uh, let me ask you about uh, some ACC football matters. Let me ask you one thing about Clemson. How are they favored over Tennessee? Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I'm at a loss Um, for that. Well, I think my guess is that it's all about the obsession with Cade Klubnick. Okay. That would be be part of my guess. Tennessee's defense is terrible. Very, Very bad, yeah. But honestly, and maybe I'll be proven wrong, most of Clemson's Clemson's offense, no matter who's been in the game against teams that aren't North Carolina, has been pretty terrible too. Mm-hmm. I don't think like the DJ Uyangalale thing. I don't put all the blame on DJ. I do not think they called games to put him in a position to succeed. It felt like every other play they were calling was like, why does this play have to be this difficult? You have to pick up four yards. Like why? Why? <laughs> Like, why are you having throw, him throw, like, across his body, like, a, a t- 20 yards down the field? It just didn't make sense. Everything felt more difficult than it needed to be, especially with their wide receivers not being as good. Yes. That also played a role. Like, it just – look, I know Kate Plubnick looked great, and maybe he is great. I'm not arguing that necessarily, but I do think that some of that is probably the hype machine of everyone assuming that all Dabo had to do this whole time – was just give it to the guy who, at first, when he put him in, by the way, he would hand it off to their best player, which they never let DJ do, to Will Shipley. I'm like, hello. In the South Carolina game, I'm, like, screaming at my television. I'm like, Will Shipley, hi. Is he still there? Did he leave? Did he have to go to the bathroom? Like, what's going on here? So here's you, – you mentioned it, and I, I think it's been glaring for now at least two years. There's no – Hopkins, Higgins, Williams, Renfro. There's no wide receivers that make you go, all right, we got to put two on that guy because he's going to kill us. They don't have that. And they haven't had it since Trevor Lawrence left. And I would argue even the last year they didn't have it. Trevor Lawrence's last year they didn't even have uh, dynamic wide receivers. So it's, it's not just DJ. And by the way, 
who's left on defense? Right? They've had a couple of guys already, two starters on defense, opt out because they're going to the NFL draft. I mean, I know Tennessee doesn't have their quarterback. Hendon Hooker's out because he's hurt. But Well, that's probably a part of it, yeah. But, I mean, (laughs) if I'm Tennessee, I'm going to put my offensive line out there and I'm just going to roll them. I am just going to run yeah. straight ahead on Clemson. I don't understand why Clemson is almost a touchdown favorite. I don't know. Um, well, I like I said, it's it's Cade Klubnik. Look no further because people just were like, oh, that'll fix everything. And I'm like, okay, against North Carolina perhaps, but let's see against, you know, someone else. No offense to North Carolina, but they were not a good defense at the beginning of the year. They had some moments later in the season where they were better, but then like half the defense got hurt and it was not a good defense to begin with. So just saying yes. like teams with functional passing offenses were going to find success against the Tar Heels. Lauren Brownlow. It's been awesome. We'll do it again. Okay, good. It's next time, n- next time we'll talk hoops. And by the way, are you going to watch Virginia Houston? Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I hope I can. I mean, I don't know what else I'd be doing. <laughs> right. I can't watch that game. There's two teams. That, no? no, those are two teams that actively tried to not score. I can't. Oh my God. I can't watch that. I'm sorry. Virginia I know I... is top, is number seven in Ken Palm's offense. They are a much better offensive team this year. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. Historically, they try not to score. And Houston, I know, tries not to score. <laughs> It's it's yeah. I mean, I'll give I'll give you Houston closest they're, they're to zero wins. Like, <laughs> we will use all our energy on the defensive end of the court and getting offensive rebounds. Bunch in Houston. Yes, I agree with you on that. I hope Virginia. I think Virginia hosts the game. I hope Virginia wins. Uh, I'll look at the box score the next day. Uh, Lauren, you're the best. I appreciate it. Take care. Best. Thanks. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. 